In the Nefesh Achayim, we are holding in Shar Base, the end of Perak Gimel, and we were talking about the importance of having Kavana in Davin. <clears throat> and even though the Nefesh Achayim began the Perak by discussing the fact that people don't necessarily have Kavana, that it's hard to remain retain focus and remain focused during davening. And we explained why it's like that. Why is it that people, it's not even an Isayan, it's Kimat, involuntarily lose concentration as soon as they begin the words of Shemun and only remind, wake up to the fact that they're davening at the end. And we saw the principle. And that is that the way a person's mind works is that something which they're not sure what to do, so they need to apply their mind to. They need to think through what the next step is, or they need to follow the sequence in order to get to the next stage. But something that a person is already accustomed to, and therefore they already have a system in their mind of how to do it, so the brain doesn't need active focus to make it happen. It happens, so to speak, on its own. It gets into the system, this is the sequence of events which I need to do, and it's done came out on autopilot, without the person even paying attention to it. And then we have examples, such as a child learning to walk, someone learning to ride a bike or drive a car. The first time, the second time, the person has to focus on what he's doing and pay attention, this is what I need to do next, this is, the, this is what I need to think about, and it takes up all their attention. And when they get used to it, and it's something which is done without thinking, they can be thinking about something else and in automatic mode. They'll do those activities because the brain knows already on its own what to do. And that's why we said when it comes to davening, it's very hard to have kavana because as soon as the person starts the activity called Shmona Esrei, so their brain recognizes Shmona Esrei. It's a sequence of activities that they're used to and therefore there's something they can do without active concentration, without needing to think what the next step is going to be and therefore it commits involuntarily, a person lapses into default mode of an automatic sequence of events which they're not thinking about. And that's why we said last time, I'll just repeat it, that's why when it comes to Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, it's not just because of the importance of the days or the greatness of the time that people have more kavod and davening, it's also simply because they don't know what words to say. And therefore they don't have a default mode of saying Shmuel Esra and autopilot, they need to focus on the city, they need to look up what needs to be said because they don't know it off by heart. Now, therefore, that's the issue we're dealing with. So what's the answer? What's the way that a person can overcome this and maintain his focus? So, now we can see what Nefeshachayim brought last time wasn't by the way. Because to deal with this issue. And what we saw previously with Nefeshachayim spoke about was the aside that Tfilah is meant to have Kavana. Kavana means direction. And Tfilah is meant to be directed not just to Hashem, that's obvious, but it's meant to address Hashem in the way that He's running the world right now, which means, based on the Midas that are now active, based on the, the Hanhaga that Hashem is now demonstrating or utilizing in running the world, that's the way we're meant to focus our Tfilahs. Except, in order to know that, we would need to be Mukabalim. We would need to know how the world's running, we would need to know which the active midas are at any given time, and we would need to know how to formulate a tefillah 
which would relate to that specific uh, confluence, that specific, uh, so to speak, convergence of different midas which are applying at that time. And for such a tefillah, like we said before, a person would have to be a Navi. Both understand how the world's running right now and also to understand, therefore, how to formulate the tefillah which would be appropriate. Maybe when we had Naveev, there were people who did that. But in the post-Navuah era, so we no longer have that ability. And yet, tefillah needs to appeal to Hashem in the way that He's running the world. And therefore, what we have in place of that is a Tfil of the which Nefesh Chaim explains to us, was written by Naveem. A number of the members of the Antioch Nesla Gadolah were Naveem. And therefore, even though he says, that could write such a shape and no human being could formulate a Nusach of a Tfil, a wording of a Tfil which would satisfy every possible permutation of the Kaifas which Hashem is using in the world, and would be something appropriate for any given tefillah on any possible day throughout history. Nevertheless, under the influence of Nebuah, that's what the Anshukas Sagdara gave us. The Nusach we have of Shmona Esrei is something which fulfills what needs to be said, fulfills the requirements of tefillah for any possible tefillah throughout the year. We might not understand how that happens. We might not understand exactly where the tefillah is reaching or how the words of tefillah we're saying are having that effect, but we understand that it's happening. In fact, it's an amazing thing to think about. If we talk about the sfarim that the Nevi'im gave us, so we have the Nach, the words of Nevi'im, which were either messages to Klai Yisrael or and Mishle, which were written inspired by Rafa Kodesh. And if we were, I would ask you, what is the last and final gift that the Nevim gave to Ta Yisrael? Their, so to speak, ultimate Sefer. And the answer is it's the Siddur. The Ashtar which incorporated within their ranks the last of the Nevim, the work they gave us with was the Siddur. Mishman Esrei was the last, uh, so to speak, gift we have from the Nabi. And therefore with Inshmana Esrei we understand that it has the ability to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as He's running the world in every possible tefillah. What happened before we had a Nusrach HaTfillah What do people use the Daven then? So I don't know. But what we could assume is that those among Israel who were Nabiim and understood the system and knew what they were meant to be saying would daven based on the Kaychas Adyanim which were active at the time and even if the rest of Klai Yisrael just davened their own tefillah without being aware of that but as a principle that the tefillahs of Klai Yisrael come together in front of Hashem so it could be that the tefillahs of the Nevi'im so to speak lifted with them, raised with them the rest of the tefillahs of the Jewish people to that level and why now do we need, therefore, a Nusach of Ashmanesha, which we all say? Because we don't have Nabi. If that's the case today, there's nobody who's able to formulate a tefillah which would answer on the requirements of what the spiritual 
factors at play are at that given time and therefore how to address HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the appropriate fashion. And therefore, being as no one would be able to do that. In the post nevur era, the Nevi'im themselves had to give us a Nusach to say which will fulfill the requirements of a Tfilah. So that's the background. And therefore, what the Nefesh HaChaim is bringing this for is if that would have been possible, if there would have been such an option that people would have to formulate the tefillah specific to the time that they're saying the tefillah, then no two tefillahs no would be the same. Every tefillah would be different because every tefillah would have to be reformulated based on the way we're addressing Hashem now. And if that would be the case, there wouldn't be a problem of having kavana and davini. As we mentioned previously, the lack of kavana comes from the fact that people are used to the same nusach again and again. And because that's the case, they work as autopilots. They can go through the motions without thinking. Whereas if each tefillah was a different nusach, had different words, a different terminology, then every tefillah would have to be carefully thought about because of something original. There wouldn't be that issue. And if that's the case, today where we don't have that, today where we have a standard nusach and we're relying on the fact that within the words of the nusach we have is the possibility of every pos- of every combination of koichas and shemaim that might have its effect in shemaim. It might change in shemaim how the tefillahs get received, but from the point of view of the person saying them, it's not going to change anything because he's saying the same words each time, and therefore for him it's going to be very difficult not to fall into the mistake of a nusach which is something he'll say by rote without thinking about. And therefore, with that background, now we can understand where the Nefesh HaChaim is coming from. So what's the alternative? In a case where we are repeating the same words of Tefillah again and again, what's the way to do it in such a way that we can still focus on what we're saying and it doesn't just become a matter of repetition? More and more of the same. And the principle is like this. The Nefesh HaChaim is going to give us a second mahalach, a second way to work on having kavanah. So let's explain. We mentioned previously what's brought to Rabbi Yonah and the Rambam, and that is that the way to focus on one's davening is to spend time before davening in order to settle all the thoughts which were going through one's head beforehand, so that now he's able to clear his mind to focus on what he's davening now. That would help to take away other thoughts, to take away the distraction of other things a person's mind would be dwelling on, or things which had been taking up his interest beforehand. But that doesn't resolve the issue of what's he meant to work on now to connect what he's thinking to what he's saying. Not to just to say the words as part of a autopilot, so to speak, routine, which detaches his mind from what he's doing. And therefore, the Nefesh Chaim offers another alternative. And he says, For us, For us, the primary thing to do when we're davening is, At the time when a person Enunciate each word of David. 
that word exactly the way it's it's written with the letters that make make up the word in Nashna Kodesh. You should think about those letters. And you should think that my kavanah, what I'm directing this towards, is I'm adding kedusha to this word, so it should have an effect in Shemaim, which will increase the kedusha and the level of or in Shemaim. Like we saw previously, that the koyach of tefillah adds koyach to the kedusha or in Shemaim, which lachen nikras tefillah dvarim ma'ayni b'romish the words of Tzvedah are words which affect the Rumi in the highest place in the world. The words of Tzvedah have an effect on the highest levels of Shemayim. And the way to do that is, Shekol Tzvedah B'Tzirasa Mamish Ya'oyle Lamal Lamala. Each word, exactly the way that it's written, the person should think um, this word itself is going up to Shemayim. Ko'achas Dimkara V'Sharasha Each one to the place that it can reach in Shemayim. Defal Pu'uros V'Tikunim Niflai in order to bring about the results and the tikkunim that it's meant to bring about. And this is Medayik from the Lashon that the Maggid told the Beis Yosef. It says, A person shouldn't think in davening about other things, rather the words of Tzfila themselves. So what's this idea? Of focusing on the word of davening and seeing that word in one's mind's eye as rising to Shemayim. So firstly, what does this mean? It has a background. It has a basis. Is a Chazal. A Chazal on the Pasuk, Ve'atah Kodosh, Yeshev Tehilus Yisrael. Praise, praise Hashem, Hashem, you are Kodosh. You sit on the praises of Klai Yisrael. And on that Chazal say, that the Pasuk literally means what it says. The words of the Tefillahs of Klai Yisrael combine. And the Malachim take them to Shemayim. And from those words, they create a Kisei HaKovet for Hashem to sit on. And therefore, Kodosh Baruch Hu, you are Kodosh, so to speak, you're sitting on the praises of Klai Yisrael. Those letters, those words, create the throne of Hashem. And what does that mean? So we saw previously that there's different Hanhagas at different times. How Kodesh Baruch runs the world. The concept of Hashem determining how He's going to run the world is what we call Maestri Merkava. Merkava is a chariot, and basically the difference between the Kisei, the throne, and the chariot they're both a seat for the king. Except one is something which is steady, stays still, that's the Kisei, and the Merkava is something which moves. And therefore the idea of the Merkava of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the idea of, is a throne which is moving. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world. It's something which moves. And that keeps changing. The way Hashem runs the world depends on the Midas which are active at the time, that's something which keeps changing. And what creates that Merkava, what creates the throne on which Hashem sits when running the world, is our Tfilas. Our Tfilas at each given day, each given Tfilas, which are appropriate for the Hanhag of the world then, create the vehicle through which Hashem runs the world. That's what it means. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you sit, so to speak, you run the world based on the Merkava which is provided from the Tfilas of Ta'a Yisrael. And if that's the case, the words of our tefillah, literally, are being brought up to Shemaim to create that Merkava. And then again, this is what the difference is between now and the, 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 the generations when they were living. Then perhaps they understood how it was doing that. 
Then perhaps they understood which words to say. We don't know that now. But we do know that the words we're saying are having that effect, however that may be. And therefore at least the person's kavana should be that the words I'm saying are the words which are creating the, kiss, the chariot for Hashem Sanhaga right now. And therefore, the person's thoughts aren't just on the concept that he's davening, but on the actual words he's saying. And like we saw previously, these words are important. Because each tefillah is different, and no tefillah can replace a previous tefillah. It's a different mix, it's a different blend of koiches, and therefore, the tefillah which is required now was different to the tefillah of yesterday. The tefillah of this afternoon is different to the tefillah of this morning. And more than that, if it's the combined tefillahs of Klai which create that kisei, then if somebody's tefillah is missing, if those words are missing from that koyach which creates the kisei of Hashem, then there's something missing, so to speak, in the koyach of the Hanhaga which we've given by davening, based on those missing tefillahs which didn't make their way into the tapestry of the tefillahs of Klai If you want to think about this idea a little bit differently, imagine the Kohen in the Besamekdash. His job was to bring Korbanas. And the Machshava he was having, the thought he had, when he brought the Korban, I'm, I'm elevating this to Hashem. I'm bringing this Daman and Mizbech, it's, right, it's going up to Shemayim. I'm burning these Chalavim on the Mizbech, I'm bringing them up to Hashem. And in a similar sense, when a person's meant to think when davening, each word he says, I'm sending this word up to Shemayim. It's a carbon. Baruch, I'm saying the word Baruch after Hashem. Atzah, I'm starting that word after Hashem as well. Hashem, Elekeinu, Elekeya, we say no. Each word of Tfilah that I say, I focus. Each one is a carbon. Each one is being sent up to Shemaim, and each one is finding its place within the vast whole of the Tfilahs of Ka Yisrael, and that entire combined Koyach Tfilah is creating a Kisri Akavit. The Kisri of right now. And then, why is this going to help a person focus? Because if that's the thought the person is meant to be having in each word, that I'm being macrib words one by one as it were, then it's not just a matter of saying the words, which my man can in order pilots. Here I have to think on a word by word basis that each word I'm doing with it. Would that also become something a person does by rote? So it says Nefeshachai, V'yiskula nifla this is a guaranteed scholar. The Margilim Aslam Bazaar, for those who accustom themselves to doing it, they get used to it. The Vatel or the Hosimer of the Zakal and Akshavas Havari Matadis, which will remove from a person, nullify all the other Makshavas, which could confuse him, from the nearest Taras and Akshavas Vakavana. The things which will prevent him from the purity of the Rak Kavana. And therefore, the Kharasha Yosef Regaila Bazaar. The more a person gets used to repeating this, the more a person gets used to thinking this thought when he davens, yes, vasif the It will increase the amount of tire, the purity of his tefillahs, and that's the kavana he's meant to have. And each word I'm saying, I'm being mechaven, I'm directing this word to Shemayim. 
only twice in the Sefer Nefesh Rechaim. He tells us something, is a skula which is Vodokumanusa. It's something which is guaranteed to be a skula. The one is famous, and that is if a person has in mind Enon Muvadoi, he says it's a skula that he won't be harmed by anything. If his bitachon is clear that Akadish Baruch is in control of nothing else, then Hashem will prevent anything else from harming him. And the second time that he brings this idea of a skula which is Vodokumanusa is here. That if a person wants to daven without being disturbed by extraneous thoughts or losing his concentration, the way to do it is to each word of the tefillah to think of this word as something I'm being made to Shema. Each one is a tefillah, each one is a karmic. Now, this idea that when a person says a word, he's elevating the word, isn't the khidr of the Lefeshachai. This is something we actually find in Narizal himself. Narizal there is talking about the words of the Torah. And Narizal says that there are four levels to every word in the Torah. He uses the abbreviation Tanta. What it stands for is, there's the Oisius, they're the letters of the word. Then there's the Tagin. Those are little lines which have the words written in some of the letters. There's either one or three little strokes above the letter. Then, then, then there are the Nakudos. The Nakudos are the vowels, how the letters are pronounced. And lastly, they have the timing, the cantillation of how the Torah is read with the right trap, with the right musical notation. And that makes up the shlemus of that word. Four factors. The highest being the timing, then the Nakudos, then the Tagim, then the Isis. And the question is, when you read a Sefer Torah, when you, there's no Nakudos and timing written in the Torah. What's written on this parchment are only the Isis and the Tagim. It's only when the Torah is read that the person reading the Torah can add the Nakudas and the Tamim. And Arizal says it's true. The Torah comes to life when a person gives the words life. The, the words themselves written in ink and parchment are the Oseus, but they don't have the And when a person says the words and adds to them the high levels of the Nakudim and the Tamim, of the vowels and the cantillation, then that word is brought to a higher point. The person, so to speak, being maile, elevating, raising that word to a higher level. And that's the same thing we see here as well. Avoid of tefillah, if it's an avoid of carbonus, it's not just figurative, it means literally. The avoid of the carbonus was to elevate something mundane, something physical, a bird, an animal, even flower, to elevate that to HaKadosh Baruch And the avoid of tefillah does the same thing. The avoid of Tefillah also takes words which on their own don't have that fuse and by a person saying those words and having in mind that I'm elevating this word Lamana, I'm raising this to Shemaim. I'm incorporating this within the tapestry of the words of Klai Yisrael which creates the Kisri covered, then that word becomes like a carbon. But to do that a person has to focus on the letters of the word. And with those letters have in mind um, that this is the, these letters are being brought up to Shemaim. Because within those letters and within that word is the koyach of creating what's necessary to, for the kisya or COVID that Hashem is creating right now. That's the principle of Nefeshachai. People often ask the question, does Nefeshachai mean that this replaces, that this replaces the concept of thinking about what the words mean 
is on there for when just pink letters. Baruch, Beis, Resh, Vav, Chav, Atzah, Aleph, Tov, Hei, Hashem, Yod, Kei, Vav, Kei, and that's all. And he's not meant to thinking about what the words mean, or is it just, or is, how, do one, how does one put the two together? What's the point of diving if one doesn't understand the meaning of the words he's saying? Now, this is not a question. Because the, the Nefesh Haim doesn't mean, was not meant to think about the meaning of the words. He's adding the Kavana. And like we've said a number of times, Kavana means Kivun, direction. Where the words are directed towards. So instead of understanding exactly what point in Shemaim the words are reaching, we don't know that right now. But now we're making the Kavana something that a person understands the fact that I'm raising these words to Shemaim. The person focuses on the fact that these words are being sent, so to speak, to the highest point in the world where they're going to have the effect they need to have. Maybe we should explain this a little bit. Barizal says that for a mitzvah to be done, it needs to be comprised of five different chalafim. There are five factors which combine to make a mitzvah a perfect mitzvah. And they correspond to the five levels of the person's Neshama would be called the Nefesh Ruch Neshama Chaya And he explains that this. He says the first fact in the mitzvah is the action of the mitzvah which a person has to do right. Whatever the requirements for that mitzvah are, so the way a person does it, the physical activity has to be correct. That's what he calls the Nefesh, the body, that's the first level, the Maisa. The second level is what the Gemara says, Mitzvah Shifas Kavana. A mitzvah needs a kavana, its direction, which means a person's focus is I'm doing this because Hashem told me to do it. I'm doing this because this is what Hashem wants me to do, because it's a mitzvah. That's the kivun. That's the direction. That's the second part of the mitzvah. The third is what he calls machshava, which means, this applies to my mind, the... Kavana applies to the, the Ruach, which is a person's um, feelings. Then there's the or a person's lab. Then the third level is a person's, corresponds to a person's mind, what we call the Makshava, which means what I'm thinking about when I do the mitzvah. This is something separate. There's a kivun of why I'm doing the mitzvah, and the same thing, besides for that, what I'm thinking about when I do the mitzvah. So for example, let's talk about the mitzvah of Tukiyah the mitzvah to a shofar, the action is to take a shofar, which is a kosher shofar, and blow the sounds, which are the correct sounds. So the focus on the action of the mitzvah, that my shofar is kosher, I'm blowing the right sound for the shvarim, the right sound for the truah, the right length for the tkir, and then I've done the first part of the mitzvah, the action. The second part, the kavana, why am I blowing the shofar right now? And the answer to that is, like the Torah says, Rahman Amar Tikkur, it's a mitzvah to blow the shofar, I'm doing this to fulfill the mitzvah. And now the third part. I'm doing this to fulfill the mitzvah. But what am I thinking about while I do it? What's the machshav? And it could be a machshav that I'm imam Hashem. It could be a machshav that I'm imahar shiva. The number of machshavas, thoughts I could be having when I'm blowing the shofar, this is a separate part. It doesn't replace the, the concept of the kavonah. The kavonah is, I'm doing this because Hashem told me to do it. That's where it's directed to. Besides that, I have in mind a certain thought that I'm thinking about while I do it. And the same applies to Tfilah. 
What the Nefesh Achayim is talking about over here is the Kavana. The Kavana meaning what the direction in my tefillah. I'm directing these words to Shemayim. Each word is a carbon which I'm raising to Hashem. Besides that, what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about what the word means. We can have both of these ideas simultaneously. And therefore, this Nefesh Achayim says that if a person focuses on this chalik of the davening also, not just thinking about, I'm meant to be thinking about what the words mean. Which is very, he says, it's very hard to say the words and maintain focus of that one's mind drifting back into its autopilot setting. But rather, a person should also have kavana, which means think of each word as a word which I'm seeing the word and I have to say the word and raise it with the shaman. Each word is a kavana. And then the person davening, the person davening is similar to a person who's a kind in the best. Maybe they should bring karbanas. And just like the word of the Karbun, was to be made of each word to Shemaim, each Karbun to Shemaim, same thing, the avoider of the Mispada, of the person Davili, is to raise each word to Shemaim. He finishes the footnote, he says, Even though the truth is that if a person would have in any language, the fill is accepted, and in every language we don't have this Maida of the words which are going to build a kiss in Hashem, that's Hani Lata today, it's a that's enough to fulfill the requirements of being a tefillah. Like we said before, she will call a mitzvah tefillah, As long as the person did the first of the five chalakim, which is the chalik hamaisa, the action, he spoke to Hashem, he stood in front of him in tefillah, he's been yetzah. On the mitzvah in Amufcha, but if a person is to the mitzvah on a higher level, valid tzarech tzarech gam tzarech machshava kabana shlemi. He has to add two more stages. The tzarech machshava, which means what he's thinking about, the meaning of the words, and the kavana, the direction he's sending the words towards. But if you go to the kavana, can take the amaisa The more there's the kavana, which is the fact that the words are being used to build the kiss of Hashem in Shemaim, that increases the the of the mitzvah has. We pray the avodas especially when it comes to a mitzvah which is focused on a person's thoughts, a person's heart. And therefore, even though it's true, any tefillah which a person expresses in any language, in any choice of words, Hashem accepts. The idea of the action of the mitzvah is turning to Hashem to request what a person needs, he's done that, in any language it may be. But if one wants to get the maila of a tefillah which is having an effect on Shemayim too, it's not just an expression of a person's own needs and wants, then the fact that a person is saying it's Nosh Makodesh, and the words which were given to us by Chazal to say, that's what he's thinking about. When he says those words, that transforms the Tefillah to something on a much, much higher level. That's the idea that Nefesh Chaim is trying to convey. Our person is meant to not just have an, as an act of Tefillah to express what they need, but rather as something which is Tzarek Kavay. Something which becomes an avoider which is doing Tapish and that we see in the avoid of Tefillah itself, of being macro of the words of Tefillah, and through that creating the Kisah Kovit for Hashem.